Your team diversity equals your success. We need and have to have differing perspectives and different viewpoints in order to move forward. So what does this mean? This whole episode started when I asked my team, where did you learn everything you needed to know about business? They gave me a wide range of answers. I thought I was gonna get clever, pithy answers, and I got a few of those, but the majority of answers fell into two categories, what they learned from school and what they learned from their own experiences. Each person's answer gave us an insight of how important diversity is to make a team successful because a lot of their answers reflected their age, their gender, their cultural background, even where they grew up. You're listening to Not Your CEO's Insights, and each episode you'll hear fresh perspectives of topics in tech, project management, and everything in between. In my case, I learned everything I need to know about business from Barbie. Think about it. She's an astronaut. She's a gymnast. She's a teacher. Uh, That woman can do it all. The other thing Barbie taught me as I was a young girl growing up playing with dolls is how you have to adapt. You may start out as a 1950s sex kitten, but by the time the space program is the coolest thing, or women executives are starting to become prevalent in the workplace, You need to adapt with the changing viewpoints of your customers and your stakeholders, or you won't be the Barbie we know you to be. So mine are more cultural, literary, funny. That's Wes, our director of training and support. Everything he needed to learn about business, he learned from... Huckleberry Finn. Really, Wes? Well, absolutely. Then there's the hucksters that you've got to watch for. They're the ones traveling down the river with Huck Finn and Jim, going from town to town, getting people's money, and then leaving right away before their bad deeds catch up with them. I've always thought it was an interesting perspective on business today and how Mark Twain was so ahead of his time. I asked Wes about how the story of Huck Finn applied to Project Insight and his own personal business experience. When we started the business, we had, you know, we had everything from a guy telling us that he had this idea where he didn't know how the search engine companies would even be able to stay in business after he implemented his idea. You know, but he didn't have any money and he didn't know how to program his idea, so he needed us to do it for either very little or nothing. Like, hey, you guys get to be a piece of this. You know, look at how great it is. Look at how great it is what I do. And look at how great it would be if you could come along. We saw Huckster. I'm not that interesting, but okay. Next, we'll hear from Eric. He's our senior architect here at Project Insight. Don't let him fool you. Everything he needed to learn about business, he learned from. When I became a newspaper boy at the age of eight, because I delivered the Chicago Tribune and the Star newspaper and from like 
8 to 18. Back in the day when kids could actually deliver newspapers. I asked him how that laid the foundation for his current career today. Uh, well, it's customer service. Uh, you have to deliver on time, meet their expectations in a quality manner. You just have to deliver. <laughs> if you want good tips, you have to do it well. If you don't want good tips, don't do it well. You know, you have to deliver the paper and keep your customer happy. I have business broker friend. That's Alex, our senior support tech. Really cool guy. He was owner of a Chinese restaurant in, in the town I grew up in. And uh, yeah, he helped me out quite a bit uh, learning business and that sort of thing, investing money and all that. I invested in gold, which nobody believed in investing at that time. And now that skyrocketed. So it's little things like that, that he wasn't pushing me. He just was advising me. And then I, you know, I just took the information he gave me and kind of went with it. Then I learned, you know, obviously taking business classes in university and all that. I learned more of what the aspects of, you know, how a company runs and all that. But um, a lot of that, you know, helps if you have a, um, a foundation at a younger age like that. So as soon as I graduated, I didn't even get to go to my ceremony because some company wanted me that fast. They're like, hey, we want you in California. And I was managing uh, a large multi-million dollar project. Yes, I graduated from uh, computer engineering, but it was, you know, it's, they needed somebody that knew also the business aspect of it. And then what helps too that you can't learn in a book or from a friend is, you know, the people relationship, because that's huge when it comes to business. You know, that you can only do through experience or just have a natural, you know, tendency to, you know, to communicate with people and learn and listen and all that. So we'll be right back after a quick break. You've got project documents everywhere. You're probably still using Excel and still tracking email threads. Sound familiar? Try PI Team, PI's free project management solution, disrupting the way work is managed and empowering teams everywhere. Sign up today at projectinsight.com forward slash team. Did we mention it's free? What are you waiting for? Get started now. So where else have people learned about business. My dad, AKA the pops. That's Olivia, she's an account manager here. So my dad taught me how to obviously one, work hard, but also be resilient, um, flexible, and then to work from a company that you can learn from. Um, so his motto has always been from learn from others, be resilient and open to feedback and never settle with being complacent. In the opening of the podcast, you heard from Michael Kerr. Michael is a technological business consultant. Basically, he consults for businesses in the tech space. We asked him for insight about the different communication styles and social styles that he comes across and what makes a team successful. So if we look at one of the other key areas is what, what has been termed social styles behavior. And your social style, this science has been around for 25 years. And 
probably 50% of the corporations in the US follow this model of the four social styles that people fall into. And all of us have one dominant style of these four. The first style is driver. And driver is very goal oriented. It's very get the job done at any cost, go to drive to the goal line, nothing gets in your way. Expressive, this is the second style. Expressive is a fun-based style or, or a people-based style. Expressives are outgoing, they're loud, they're funny, they're uh, very verbal, they're very skilled verbally. The next style, the third style is analytical style. And this is an information-based style. Analyticals love to learn, they love information, and they love to drive forward on how do I go deeper? How do I, how do I get down deeper and learn more? So it's an information-based style. And then amiable, the fourth style, this is a relationship-based style. And this style will uh, be the glue of a team. It will be in typical positions like customer service or HR because they care about the relationships with the customer or the relationships on the team. And so whatever style box, and it's, it's split evenly around the world, 25% in each style. There's no, there's no one dominant style and there's no one better style. They're just all different. And when you have a team, if you want to build a world-class team or a high-performing team, you have to have someone from each of the four styles on the team. So you need that balance for different lenses and different viewpoints to be able to address problems and work through them going forward. Next, you're gonna hear from Dylan, Jacob, and Kendall. I majored in business sociology, and which really focuses on social transactions. Dylan's our customer success manager. Uh, from college. Was I supposed to say more? That's Jacob, our marketing intern. Mine is bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in marketing and management. And Kendall's our graphic designer. Um, my major is graphic design, but we did classes in marketing as well. Um, that was my bachelor's degree. And then my associates is digital media technologies, which included some coding, HTML, CSS, PHP. I started off by asking, what did they learn in business school? First off, it was the basics, everything like doing a bunch of case studies, seeing how businesses actually work, then marketing principles, introduction to like finance, all the introductory to like management. So all the kind of fields in business. And then as I chose my concentrations, that's what I started focusing on after that. One of the things that we did in the bachelor's program was our last class was um, a portfolio class. And in that class, they had alumni come in and uh, do interviews so we could practice our interview skills. Um, they basically taught us everything about like doing an interview and things like that. But that's something that you do at like the higher level. And I asked them how school was a little different than the business world that they've now joined. It's more like applied, like when you're actually at work, um, you're actually doing the things that you learned about. Team projects are a real thing, not only at school, but um, in real life, you're kind of depending on other people, like no matter what, you're essentially in business, you're never really working by yourself. 
I guess business in the real world is a lot different than business when you're learning in school because in school you're in a vacuum and you're kind of allowed to, you know, kind of like experiment more and try more things. There's not as much on the line because it's kind of theoretical. Um, well, one thing that I've noticed a lot and when it comes to people that are effective, productive, successful, is that they always, um, they're always asking questions, especially the CEO. Of, of companies, they're always asking questions repeatedly until they really understand it. Last, you're going to hear from Calvin. He's our sales director here at PI. You know, I grew up in the age of computers, so watching YouTube uh, videos, webinars, um, learning in the classroom, anywhere from book content, reading, um, and then talking and working with. Um, people in my professional life of how they were actually doing things, um, real life scenarios that I had to trial and error myself. Um, I think those were the most valuable lessons, you know, and then kind of tied into doing is going out there, applying what I learned and then failing and then, you know, picking back up and starting over and doing something different and succeeding. I told Calvin about the different answers I've been getting across the board and how interesting it is that the newer the employee, the more they look to school and college, and the older the employee, how much they look to their own experience or someone who taught them personally. I definitely think when you've been out of college, you know, a few years, um, and the longer you're out, the more you're forced to be in that more doing role um, with any job because you know, in college, you get to sit back, look at the, you know, review the theory, the theory behind things um, without the real, without applying the real world scenarios. But I think once you're out of college for a few years, the only way you survive and move up in your career is to actually do and execute. Here's what Michael thought when we played for him all the different places our employees have learned about business. It's not as important where you learned it from. What's important is what you learned. And so, for example, your university education. Your university education matters in two fronts. It gives you a foundation and it gets you on the right track. But it really only matters in your 20s and your early 30s. After that, your, your education is less relevant and less meaningful. After your early 30s, what matters is your experience, your skills, your attitude, your work ethic, and your success. These factors determine your trajectory, not whether you were a 3.0 or a 3.5 or a 4.0. That only matters in the beginning of your career. So the whole thing with, with teams and people coming together is people do their best when they work together they share ideas, and they look at challenges through different lenses. Remember, it's not the strongest team, it's not the strongest group of individuals that wins, but the team that works best together. So there you have it. Whether you're a seasoned professional or fresh out of college and you're not really sure what the hell you're doing, what really matters in business is... How much experience do you bring to the team on this issue? What is your skill set? 
that you bring to the team on this issue? What is your knowledge base? What is your background? All these different things. The high powered teams are the teams that can solve problems creatively and looking at all the different viewpoints, all the different options, all the different permutations and be able to come up with the best answer. And that's the power of diversity on a team. Thanks for tuning in to Not Your CEO's Insights. We'll catch you on the next episode.